Festival Special. So it is the Refreshing Podcast and this is Johnny joined by Nick who is Head of Press here at the Space UK. So the Space UK, and I'm going to get this from the press release so I don't cock it up, Nick. Welcome, by the way. Thank you very much, Johnny. (laughs) The Space UK operates 19 venues across five sites. So I'm in Surgeons Hall upstairs. Now I have to say this, that in the five years you've been here, Nick, it doesn't look like you've been up these stairs. That's entirely (laughs) true. I've never seen this. This place is fantastic. I'm looking around right now thinking... I could squeeze a 20-seater theatre in there. <laughs> I could do some sort of immersive space out there, you know, setting a lift, because it is a lift. <laughs> yeah, well, this is it. So we are set to the right of me. It's, in effect, kind of two lecture theatres, in effect. It's a lovely little booth. We're sat in now, kind of a little bit Mackey's-esque, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, like, but there's no hamburgers on show. This is kind of maybe brings us to the space or using spaces in terms of all those sites you have. What's the kind of premise from inside looking out from a venue point of view in a nutshell, the Fringe and what goes sort of before the festival even kicks off. The Fringe itself is a, a huge entity here uh, in Edinburgh. It's, there's not just the Fringe, there's the various festivals, the book festival, the yep. film festival, the international festival as well. But my heart's always been with the Fringe and from its very start, you know, 70, I think 78 years ago, it's sort of yeah, around there anyway, 78 years ago, I think I've got it right there. What I love about the Fringe is that anything and anywhere can be turned into a venue. And if you come when it's not the Fringe, you'll walk into places and it'll be a university lecture yep. room. They're obviously sort of, uh, it's time one say it will be the downstairs cellar of a pub. And you turn up in the middle of August and all of a sudden there's truss everywhere the scaff pipes everywhere actually I think the most exciting time to turn up to the fringe is just before it begins it's like you know right at the middle of July and you walk around the street you see all these people with high vis you see shipping containers everywhere I'm sure the people of Edinburgh absolutely hate these shipping containers blocking their streets people with high vis you know carrying scaff pipe carrying truss absolutely everywhere and just the build that goes on for what is essentially a three-week festival Mm. is incredible and the amount of time and effort that goes on into these builds I just think is genuinely stunning and watching it come together I think is really part of a psyche that's brought me into the fringe and I would always recommend to people that you know if you're bringing a show here do consider working at a venue as well simply because you get to see that process and get to see the amazing thing that goes on because it's not just the shows itself it's the venue building which I think is fantastic. So logistically then Nick just to kind of maybe give anyone who's listening in terms of numbers so you know the Space UK and it's important to say this you know operates all year round you can check out the website there's various different things going on of course obviously it's upscaled for those three or four weeks as we've mentioned during the fringe but in terms of numbers kind of for any additional staff and the people you bring in to make this operation work for these three weeks what's kind of the difference between the 11 months of the year and in effect that extra Massive, genuinely massive. So for the for 11 months of the year, there is a small team of people, uh, must be about 10 of us in total, that do it almost on a part-time basis uh, for that year. It does, sometimes it doesn't feel like part-time basis, but, you know, on the rough months like that. And then when it comes to the fringe itself, that team goes to over 100. Not only do you have such a, a large team at that point in time, you have to train that large team. And also not just train them in how to, you know, operate box office or how to build a venue or how to operate like this, but train them into how to understand the mentality of the fringe but also the mentality of the space uk and give them the experience that we hope that they will then give to uh, companies and audiences coming in i I think uh, one of the things that's kept me at space uk for five years so far is that it's a really big family and the things that we're trying to achieve you know things go wrong sometimes things you know really great and we celebrate each other's successes and we commiserate with each other when they you know when the award went somewhere else etc but we want to give them that feeling of family as well and i think that's part of a very rapid training program to get them well there was a definitely sense of that and i mean you know i have to say dealing with Matilda and the guys in the in 
the press centre. I was very lucky enough to be invited to the press launch yesterday, which I know there was a huge superstar there, and I'll, I'll tease that for a sec. There was definitely a feeling. It's interesting because when I normally speak to people, and this is my second fringe, last year, the caveat, people go, oh, it's really quiet last year. There was no one here, and I'm like... I'm like walking down the street and I can't move like if this is quiet this year you knew and when you were saying about the scaffolding going up those shipping containers knocking about it was like this is actually now going up a level and more and you particularly see it yesterday because the Space UK has a lot of the sort of theatre and in effect it's more of a show with not one person doing it. I know obviously there's going to be one kind of person performers. Primarily, there's going to be a lot behind the scenes and that involves costume, makeup, the physicalities of just moving bits and pieces on stage. And particularly yesterday, and you know in a press launch, of course, it's it's quick fire, it's on, it's off. But that still involves people moving chairs, microphones, lighting. And that's the thing which I think is really important is the fact that the team are involved and how important that is. And do you sort of naturally get that where if someone is having a little bit of a fall down, three people kind of pin them up and then they'll keep them there for that day. And then if it's a couple of problems, it's kind of resolved better. Do you think that's key to what the Space UK is all about? Yeah, uh, 100%. So let's just talk about the press launch very briefly. So behind that, you, you see the icing on the cake. You see the final product. What you don't see is the night before where the tech <laughs> rehearsal begins at 9.30 at night and yep. goes on till midnight. And we've got all the shows there. We've got the tech team. We're all shattered because we're busy opening venues and we're, you know, yep. we've just built them. We now have to the open The day them. job carries on. The day job carries on. We do that tech rehearsal there. So you miss that one. You miss the hour beforehand where we do the fastest dress rehearsal. While you're <laughs> sat downstairs drinking your champagne, waiting to come <laughs> off, etc., getting schmooze, we're upstairs doing the fastest dress rehearsal I've ever known in my life. Genuinely rewriting the script at that moment in time, removing jokes, adding jokes in. There's like the host is there and we're off to the side writing things in and getting that script flare the lighting guys are pro i mean there must have about 150 lighting cues by the end of it um and you miss all of that and then all of a sudden you turn up on war it's like a duck on water we're all looking at that oh yeah it's always yeah, like this. Yeah. oh look how smooth these transitions are oh brilliant you know etc etc and i think that there is an element of the fringe that is that as it were that you see hopefully you see the smoothness of it all but behind the scenes we're all furiously kicking away yeah you're right we're all going to have dark days of the fringe we're all going to have days where it doesn't go to plan for us and i I think that what we try to do as a venue, but what the press office does very much so is when you're having a good day, we always say to company sets, when you're having a good day, come in and celebrate with us and we will celebrate with you. We will, you know, you got that five-star review, brilliant. We're your biggest fans and biggest supporters. And when you're having a bad day, come in, sit on the sofa, we'll listen to you complaining about this reviewer didn't get your show, we'll <laughs> nod, we'll say it, we'll agree, etc. because that's part of the thing. That family thing exists to make sure that people look after each other in yep. that way. And I think you have to, and I don't think it's just the fringe as it were. I think that strong organisations, any strong organisation will make you feel part of that family and make you want to share with people your problems as well as your successes and touching on the theatre background as well just very quickly because I want to just again I'm going to read this established in 1995 the Space UK hosts the largest and most diverse programme at the Fringe both professional and amateur are given affordable supportive and a professional platform to showcase their work now I'm just going to bring in for the press launch yesterday God plays a, a slight part in this I do think I'm in the queue slightly late Who's to the right of me but Phoebe Waller-Bridge? 
champagne moment, which is huge. There was a slight nod to it in the press launch without maybe naming. I thought that whoever the host was, I think is his name, Tim. Tim, Tim, yeah. Tim was very much like there's someone here whose career's gone a little bit to pot over the years <laughs> since, but it's lovely that she's come back to support. Yeah. And that's the thing, be it amateur, be it professional. At one stage, she would have been the amateur side of yeah. that. And of course, probably on a pittance trying to make yeah. things work. And of course, the career's taken off. The buzz of anyone performing, I imagine it might be hard for someone going oh my God, if you're looking out and you notice someone like that in the audience. But that's the key thing, be it amateur, be it established. Her being in that room, the presence of what that gives the artists, the venue, I imagine just priceless. Um, Yeah, I'll be honest with you. It was a a real moment for us yesterday. The last time I saw Phoebe Waller-Bridge was a few weeks ago and I'm watching the Indiana Jones movie. Uh, (laughs) And loving the Indiana Jones, as everybody does, I love Indiana Jones. I'm watching on the big screen. This is is not just some sort of bit part player. This is Hollywood A-list, as it were. So I'm watching on the big screen. And then the next time I see her is walking up the steps to the press launch. And, you know... Without Harrison Ford, though. <laughs> and I'm just Sadly, like, couldn't make it. Wow. Um, and she did start, you know, when Fleabag first arrived here, you know, her first show here, I think it was at Underbelly at the time. And it, it was a small, you know, you know, she obviously has some history back in London, etc. But I brought the show up and, and, and I think dreams can happen. And for her, clearly talent has made those dreams possible, but the dreams have also happened for her. And I think... It's inspiring to the artist today to see somebody who came from that sort of stuff, came from that just doing a solo show here at the Fringe and has made it there. And I think that it created a real buzz. And I think the Fringe have done an amazing job in getting her to be a you know president of the Fringe Society because I think that that's exactly the right person for that. And yeah, we were absolutely made up that uh, she came to the press launch. She, the only press launch that she came to, is my understanding, at the Fringe. Wow. And for us, we're sat there thinking, wow that really made a difference and it was something that I will you know never forget and I'm sure the artists involved will never forget either I think they all look up to her and I think they don't feel quite as nervous because they know that at one point in time she was probably on that side of the fence yeah. doing what they were doing yeah that's it exactly it's either watching the stage or being on the stage you know it's the same kind of thing isn't it that like you say that she would have been doing it and it's also very important to say she is an absolute advocate of anything to do with the fringe mm. you know and there's been money which she's put aside to help artists and i think that's that's the ultimate mm. isn't it but well done on that it was amazing to see and just it was i couldn't believe when he was looking going what the hell <laughs> is going on here but that was fantastic <laughs> just moving on slightly nick so established in 95 obviously i know you haven't been here that long yeah. but uh, have you been here that long no oh, I, say, right I, might to, I might be able to have memories of you know the, uh, of the brave days, uh, the brave days. <laughs> so charles is a person who established charles paramount was a person who established it in 1995 and it's like anything you know you never quite know where life is going to lead and he was in touch with venue up here venue 45 it's our very first venue and we start in 1995 and they just asked him would he like to run a fringe venue he used to produce shows and concerts down in london etc so we tell the staff this and they sort of young kids today were like oh yeah he used to produce the prodigy and things like this and the kids today are like who are the prodigy <laughs> so uh, <laughs> you need to be my age <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah i know yeah <laughs> So, yeah. Back to the 90s. Get, get, get back to that old man. <laughs> um, so he used to do that. And then he was offered this venue up at the Fringe and uh, decided to take it on. And we started as one venue, one small venue. And we still have that venue today. And it's a most gorgeous venue. It's down uh, on a Methodist church down near the station. And so from one venue and I don't, you know, maybe 10 shows over the course of the Fringe, yeah. 
This year, we're close to 400 shows, which is an amazing statistic. It's a hard work statistic, I would be perfectly <laughs> honest with you. But it is an amazing statistic. And I think over the years, it has just grown and grown and grown. We've not deliberately set out to be the biggest venue at the Finch. There's been no point that we've thought, okay, we want to be the biggest. Obviously, we want to be the best. Yeah. But we haven't thought of being the biggest. The reason why we've expanded so much is every single year, more companies have come back to us saying, we'd like and we've not had the space and so we then try and get another venue so we can have the space and then we try and get another venue and so it's not been pushed by us it's been pushed by more companies wanting to return or more new companies wanting to join as part of our you know new writing platform etc and that's why we've ended up growing as a reflection of what the companies have wanted from us and i think as well like and that's the thing growing the difference in that 28 years from a to b from where you are now you know it's very important to say productions here at the variety of the space uk venues tackling racism disabilities lgbtq plus to name but a few that's obviously progressed a hell of a lot since 95 to where we are now and anyone sort of thinking about a show it is a case of going edinburgh is very open it's Mm. a very open city you are encouraged to be or say more or less what you want and i think it's a festival where you still get someone i mean there's a show from a comedian go you can't say now these days it's still kind of clings on to the past all that progressive future and i think that is definitely again key to the venues isn't it to say we or you can put on something as a performer that can do anything and particularly yesterday to highlight that i thought something which was an absolute standout was a musical called after the plane has Mm. landed so this is by exit productions brand new original musical drama based on the true stories of jim morell and john mccarthy so basically it was John, wasn't it, held hostage for five years in Lebanon Beirut, yeah. as a journalist. Yeah. The background to that is the fact that there was also, you know, probably, and this was Tim who was presenting, said there's probably about over 500 journalists mm. who were held hostage at the minute. So it's kind of shining a light on that. And it was kind of a nice sort of the little clip we seen in the little performance was husband and wife having that conversation. What have you been up to? Well, I've been trying to get you out of here. Whereas I've been just trying to kill mosquitoes. So it has that comedy value to it, but equally the bigger message. And that's short sort of three four minutes we obviously know it's going to be an hour's worth of work but i guess when you're looking from the wings on that and all the other if it's you know macbeth if it's funny tango dancing if it's someone saying they killed their ex (laughs) whatever these things are you know that sentence alone says how diverse it is but do you get a thrill from watching that and also just to put in how hard is it when you see these things in various inboxes going oh these are so fantastic but i've got to make a decision on what i say yes or no to yeah so that is a very interesting point because the press launch yesterday you would have seen 11 acts in total so the host plus 10 other acts and we've got 400 here and we need to pick 10 and obviously you know part of my job is to pick acts that are very good and they're going to show us off to the press i can't just randomly choose this (laughs) but i also need to pick the diverse range of things for a strong theater venue as well as everything else so you know theater sometimes doesn't work very well in a two minute 30 section it's really hard like music great go on sing a song you're good tango brilliant go and start dancing it's fine but theater is quite hard to do and it actually comes back to the logistics beforehand. Logistics is key to any, you know, if you're going to put on a show, if you're listening to this right now and you're thinking, I'm going to put on a show at the Fringe, logistics is key to absolutely, you know, creative ideas are one thing and it, that is also important, but logistics are key. So what we do is months prior and the deadline for the first stuff is May the 12th. So we're talking seven months prior. Yeah. I want to see your press release uploaded to a sort of database platform because we need to track 400 shows so (laughs) i want to see publicity images as well i want to see a blurb about your show and i want to see a video of your show as well and we sit and we watch not i would say most of these videos we review all of them and we get a long list 
we get a shortlist and that's how we decide who goes into the press launch. But when it comes to the fringe itself, the fringe itself is meant to be open access. That's their entire thing. So when it comes through to do you want to apply to the Space UK, we would just want to, you know, that, at that point in time, you might just have an idea. Yeah. And actually, our job is to help you turn that idea from that you might have last year, Jan- let's say it's January and you've got an idea. I'm going to do a musical. I'm going to do the full Monty with puppets. It's a musical <laughs> I've always wanted to do. I'll make a note of that. I think that sounds good. <laughs> puppet full Monty with the ending sequence. They just take the puppets off their hands when they're doing the strip show. That's my whole thing in that one. <laughs> coming, soon to a yeah. <laughs> coming soon to a theatre. Coming soon to a theatre. Theatre soon. Um, so if you've got that inkling of idea, I, what we do as a venue, and what many of the venues do, is that they help you develop that idea. They help give you the logistics. They help say to you, okay, in May, we're going to need to see a press release. Okay, yep. if you've never written one before, here's how to write one. Here's a template of how to write one. We're going to need to see some publicity images. If you've never done publicity images before, here's how you do them. Here's some examples, etc. If you've never done a video trailer before, you know, here's what you do, here's how to do it. And you, we try and help you turn that sort of seed into uh, what you're going to do. Do you love spreadsheets? Because come January, February, when you're starting planning your budgeting, <laughs> etc., we'll give you a template of those uh, spreadsheets. We'll show you how to manage your finances. You know, somebody might think to themselves, I've never been to the French, but many of our shows have never been to the French before. Yep. How do I do it? How do I do the marketing? You know, what do I do? How much do I spend? And there's answers to these questions. You know, the standard answer is take your maximum potential revenue, take 10% of that figure and spend that on marketing. Yeah. And take that marketing figure and take 10% of that, and that's your contingency marketing fund. And it's, as I say, that logistics like that of having an idea, but then creating a structure and framework about it that means you can put it on here at the Fringe. And I think that's what we spend a lot of our time doing prior to the Fringe is building those logistics and helping support you in that way. And that's it. So it's almost like even though the Fringe is on now for 23, like you say, you know, you've got to be thinking now for 24 because before you know where you are at the end of 23... All of that needs to be ready to yeah. go for next year. Um, just obviously, we touched on say this year and next year. Just going back, and I know it's I, I hate kind of saying, "Oh, I'm just going to put you on the spot and ask you to pick one or two of your favourites." But is there a standout performance performer year that's been fantastic from the Fringe past? Ah, uh, many. To be honest with you, genuinely many performances. There's performances that I've seen that have changed my life. In fact, to sort of sidetrack slightly, I, I've been at the Fringe for twelve years now. I started in two thousand and eleven. And for me, The Fringe was a genuinely life-changing experience. My closest friends I met at The Fringe, uh, and I think there's been in the trenches together building venues <laughs> is uh, there. I met my partner at The Fringe. I have jobs left, right and centre. I, uh, if I think of uh, what's happened in my life, I at one point in time, I ended up working in New York and uh, the Fringe NYC, and it's all because of the Edinburgh Fringe here. Wow. There was a show last year that won a Fringe First Award and then ended up, I ended up producing it uh, down in London for a run. And again, all thanks to the Edinburgh Fringe connecting myself there. So numerous standout moments. Let's say the time when I was at a press launch party and I saw my partner across a room looking glamorous and gorgeous and I thought, go on, I'll go up and chat and see if I can get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so many times and so many memories. And the shows themselves, the, the number of shows that I've seen that have left me crying or left me uh, smiling. The shows that, that I talk about that occurred back in 2011, music show wedding. I saw, saw that show in 2012. It was a Korean sort of pop music style show. It was brilliant. They had spent 
spent a fort they had brought like quarter of a million pounds worth of technical equipment all across from a career wow. for some mad reason and put on this amazing <laughs> show like the show that in no way should have been in a fringe theater as it were. <laughs> so I, I, and and they were all correct they didn't speak a word of english whatsoever the entire time and every time i'd come go see the show I'd come and see them afterwards and say well done they did you just smile and we'd we'd try our best to you know google translate and things like this <laughs> so many strong memories and i, I do think it has like it changed my life and i hope that it changes many of the people who either work here or uh, bring shows here or just even come and watch it every single year 2021 we won the off west end stage uh, venue award in 2021 uh, that was another favorite year of mine i could talk in, in glowing terms about that year that was the year that we were recovering from covid mm. and it was all touch and go whether we were going to do it there and we were very fortunate that here at space uk one of our major venues is the royal college of surgeons and we take them over and we had uh, the team of the royal college of surgeons really help us with the facilities that we needed to put on to make it safe you know from covid etc yeah. uh, really grateful for that but yeah that was another year whereby we had a small number of shows that year came up built it from nothing as it were and i think that that's what the finch is about is turning something from nothing into something amazing every time well nick i wish you all the best it is worth saying online someone has, has had the hard job of putting 10 of the best shows uh, <laughs> online so kind of the the pick of what you can't miss yeah. at the space uk the website is the space uk.com it's a great little base of course Everything's via the fringe as well. But if you want to go to thespaceuk.com, you'll get an idea of what's going on in and around the various locations at the Space UK on social media. 10 Not to Miss in 2023 is available online as well. Nick, I wish you all the best. I look forward to doing another interview next year in this same McDonald's S booth, yeah. looking out into that Korean pop <laughs> extravaganza, yeah. what will be to the right of us. And hopefully you'll, uh, you'll win an award this year. Nick, it's been a pleasure. Thank, Thank you, my friend. Cheers. This is Summer Refreshed.